This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani on Odyssey's Vikings podcast. Like, subscribe, follow to Inside Inside Purple and Gold wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure these episodes are coming to your phone whenever they are released. As we move forward in the season, I think brighter days will come for Minnesota. They certainly can't get much darker than this one following Minnesota's 24-7 drubbing at the hands of Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. Dan, I do wanted to get into like some big picture thoughts on this um, and Kevin O'Connell as well in that, uh, as you were just talked about him in the last segment. But let's talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, they were shredded for the first half of this game and then Philly kind of stumbled over itself in about every way possible offensively in the second half to try to keep Minnesota in it. But what did you see from that first half and maybe what was most alarming? Um, I saw what we were worried about all offseason, all preseason all training camp. Um, we, we, we talked a lot about how Daniel Hunter and Zedarius Smith could be a band-aid for a bad defense. They were in week one. They got home a lot. Uh, the pass rush as a whole was pretty good against, against the Packers backup left tackle and backup right tackle. But when the Vikings had to play not just a good offensive line, a great offensive line, they won't have to play that every week. But when they did have to play a great offensive line tonight, in the Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't get home very often. And there were some sacks here and there, but Jalen Hurts did whatever he wanted to the Vikings in the first half. It was a clinic. Uh, From the first drive on, the 11 plays, 82 yards, took six minutes off the clock, and that set the tone for the whole game. The Vikings had no answer for for Jalen Hurts. When the pass rush wasn't getting home, you saw, and, and I think if you were on Vikings Twitter tonight, you were probably like seeing a lot of like, what is Ed Donatel doing? Like, why are they still in the shell defense? Uh, you know, that's what happens when the pass rush doesn't get home and you don't trust your corners, right? Like, yeah. what do you want? This is, them to, this you want them to play exactly, press man? This is exactly like, what they did last week. This is exactly what they did. Yeah. Like, okay. So you want them to play press man. You want Patrick Peterson to play press man against AJ Brown. He's going to lose that matchup. I'm sorry. Like Patrick Peterson, not what he once was, you know, 10 years ago, he doesn't lose that matchup, but AJ Brown, this it's actually nothing against Patrick Peterson. Like AJ Brown wins on press man, probably versus most corners in the league. Same on the opposite side. I know Devonta Smith had zero catches last week, but he's still a pretty good receiver. And you really want him in his quick first step going up against Cameron Dantzler, who grades out really well in PFF consistently, but like kind of still leaves something to be desired when I watch him play football. Like I'm a little confused by the grades in that standpoint, because you saw it last year, even when he was a rookie, like, Oh, Cameron Dance is having a great year. I don't know. Like he looks like he kind of gets torched a lot. Like the eye test would say different. So they good played shell, tonight, but also some coverage mistakes too. Yeah. The defense played shell because they had to. Right. So, and to your point, they did the same thing last week. The pass rush got home. Aaron Rodgers was throwing to a bunch of nobodies and it worked tonight. Jalen hurts. The dimension of his legs probably puts a little more stress on the defense and it crumbles. Looks terrible. Um, don't mistake the second half for the fact that the Vikings were good on defense. They were not at any point tonight. Um, the Eagles, like you said, stumbled over themselves in the second half. You can credit the Vikings a little bit if you want, if, if that's the silver lining that you want to take away from that second half, you'd be lying to yourself. Uh, the Eagles were bad. Um, the Vikings were bad. The The defense concerns me, Jason. If we're talking big picture here, I don't know how you could walk away from this. Not feeling 
one, like we've talked about at length, concern for the offense and Kirk Cousins, but two, is this defense just kind of what it always has been? Uh, yeah, Detroit's been really good with their offensive line, and I think next week's going to have to be a shootout if Minnesota's going to win it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see hardly anything from the defense tonight. Like, you just saw even the times when they almost got home, like Jalen Hurts is so mobile, it just it negated the pass rush that even existed, which wasn't great. Like, the Eagles have a phenomenal offensive line. We talked about that last week. This is way better than what Green Bay had for an offensive line, and it really did negate the pass rush. And it just it doesn't take long for Minnesota secondary to be exploited, um, whether that be like a deep ball where they lose Kez Watkins or like you said, like they just have to play so soft um, because otherwise they're going to get torched even in a quicker fashion than it was done tonight. They didn't stop the run either. Like they didn't do anything. It was just like last year, like last year's defense was horrendous. This year's defense could very well be horrendous um, with the exception of Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, maybe causing havoc in a couple games to make that different. Um, but this is we could see a lot more of this from this group this year. So that that unit we expect to be bad, frankly, like average at best, um, which is why the offense has to be so good, which is why when it's not, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. You cannot have games like this where the offense is making life even harder for the defense, where they're going three and out, where they're not taking advantage of opportunities like that is going to be a formula for embarrassment, which is what happened tonight. Like the offense can't be worse than the defense. Um, and that somehow ended up being the case in a night where the defense gave up anything Philly wanted to take. Uh, I'm interested with this. Like, so Kevin O'Connell is doing his press conference right now. I see he's putting all the blame on himself, which isn't surprising. It seems like kind of what he would do in these types of instances. But do you think this is the first night uh, now after a game, seeing it in front of his eyes? I know he's coached him before where Kevin O'Connell is going to go to bed and be like, hmm. I don't know if I love what I have here in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I don't know how you couldn't. You could lie to yourself, and he will certainly lie to us and say, like, it's my job to get Kirk Cousins, you know, on the same page as me. But I think deep down, he's probably like, Ooh, he's exactly what I heard he was. Like, maybe I can't fix him. Maybe I can't change him. You can't. He's like 34 years old. Of course you can't change him. Like, we knew this. But I think, yeah, I think Kevin O'Connell's probably taking a look in the mirror tonight and like, it's not all great. Like the, the culture, this and sl getting slimed by Justin Jefferson last week and all the rah, rah, like they are, uh, you still have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. And I think that feeling is going to persist when Kevin O'Connell goes to bed tonight. Uh, how could it not like watch him play, watch him play tonight. How could it not? This is just, I, I, I don't want to harp on it too much. And I know this is going to seem like just, wow, this is totally a Kirk Cousins bashing on a night where everybody played bad. Everybody, everybody did play bad, but I mean, he just set the tone for it in every single way, whether that was the first quarter having like the Kirk Cousins drives of, okay, run play, check down, and then incomplete check down that wouldn't have got the first down anyway. Um, so three and out, which puts more pressure on your defense that's already is in a tough position for the night, or whether that is the panics um, and making the terrible decisions and just not giving you any chance to succeed because it was too hard. Um, that's what it is. Um, and so that's, again, what that's the reality that Kevin O'Connell and the rest of the Vikings are going to have to fight all season, which is what they've had to fight for the last three or four seasons as a franchise. Mike Zimmer probably sat at home tonight not his head and went, yep, yep, this is what I've been dealing with. Um, this is what I've been working with. This is what happened to my teams. Um, and guess what? With the same personnel, the same thing happens. Yeah. And 
Look, this has been an extremely negative podcast, deservingly so. It doesn't mean the Vikings are going to suck this year. It just means they're probably not going to be at this 12-win football team that I think some people thought they were you know, heading into to Monday night. Well, you hear the, you know, some rhetoric of like, I can't really find many losses on the schedule. Like I can find a few right now. Um, and I'll tell you that, that, that Lions game is going to be tough next week. That team, that offense is for real. And the defense for the Vikings sure didn't look for real tonight. Uh, but I think the Vikings will be fine. Like, I don't think this necessarily changes anything in, in the grand scheme of like, I picked them to win. Jace picked them to lose. Like he lost in Philly on the road. Like if you can reset like and, and bounce back next week against Detroit, like you can still be a playoff team. Like it's just like, I think tonight was a a total missed opportunity, like to, to grip everyone. And had they, they come over and, and, and had we right now been talking about a Vikings win, it would have been because they looked impressive and it would have been like, wow what what could this season become and instead it's just like okay it's probably gonna you're being riding the roller coaster all season long just like you have in the past like last season just like you did two seasons ago it's no different um and it's no different because at the end of the day like it's the same team it really is and i understand that mike zimmer and that coaching regime lost a lot of close games this year and there was a fear-based organization and Kevin O'Connell is going to come change this culture. But at the end of the day, it's the same football players on the field. And the team looked a heck of a lot like it did. Yes. Like last year tonight. That was everybody's disbelief who covered the team who was around the team this off season when they were kind of running it back. It was like, really, you're really going to do that? Like, haven't you seen that enough with this group? Um, and tonight, like we talked about, this is a proof of game. Like if you want it, I honestly would have been like, wow, this team maybe can win the NFC because that would have been so impressive to go in Philadelphia tonight and win that game against a really good roster. Um, but instead it was like, nope, that definitely looks like a team that's going to flutter around 500. Like you said, it's going to be the roller coaster of one week, good, two weeks, bad, two weeks, good, one week, bad. Um, and that's what it's going to be. And you're going to finish the season eight and nine or nine and eight. Um, because that's just it. Like there's no consistency. I'm not saying it can't be fixed. I know this is just week two or whatever, but it just, that, that just, it was the same story. Like it, yes, it's new coaching staff and whatnot, but like we've seen this movie so many times that it would just feel silly. It would feel like insanity to be like, they're just figuring it out. Just wait. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to go to the best Kirk cousins meme I saw on Twitter tonight. Cause there've been a lot of them. So you remember the Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, like he last year. F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. F it, Tyreek's yeah. down there somewhere. Um, yep. the ball Love deep that down. Meme. Yep. So this one, somebody posts it. Footballism, at footballism. Uh, Kirk Cousins throwing the football and it goes, F it. Darius Slay down there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one the similar. It said, Justin Jefferson's played really good cornerback on Darius Slay tonight. It's true. Kirk Cousins, I saw another one that was funny. Kirk Cousins targeted Darius Slay more than he's targeted Adam, Adam Thielen tonight. All of I, those things, they're funny because they're true. I, was, I saw something that said Darius Slay is getting a lot of targets. His fantasy football owners must love that. <laughs> Probably was, not a great sign when that the, the butt of when you're the butt of, of all the Twitter jokes. Um, that speaks to how bad of a week it was. I um, uh, you know, I, I think we talked it was interesting to see like how would this team handle success from last week? Would they be able to build on it? That was going to say something about Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if 
this was not handling success. I don't really get the sense that it was that. I just got the sense of this is just how good they are, and this is where they stack up against a good team. Um, where do you land on that? Same. Like, I think I picked them to go 10 and 7. I forget what our predictions were. Yeah, you said 10, I said 9. Yep. They're this, yeah, this is, look, I, I picked them and I was on record and I, I was on record on the podcast. I was on record in the, in the newspaper saying I thought the Vikings were going to win this game. I truly did think they were going to win this game. I think I got a little wrapped up in, in the week one hype against a bunch of Packers backups. But no, they're like, they are who they are. They're the same team. And it doesn't mean this this loss doesn't mean they're going to be this four win, five win football team. They're going to be a pretty good team this year. Just not a great one. And that's 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 what you could have expected the moment that Mark Wolf came out and said, We want to be very competitive this year. We don't want to rebuild. We want to be very competitive. It's what you could have expected when Quasi Adolfa Mensa comes up with the phrase competitive rebuild. That those don't exist. Like you're going to be what you were last year because the players are the same. The team is the same. And this is just proof of that. If, if we're talking in December, Jason, the Vikings are, are sitting at 11 wins going for number 12. I'll eat my words, but it's the same team. We learned nothing tonight. We just learned that they're not the class of the NFC, which we probably knew all along. Yeah, and that's the thing about the NFL is like you get these, you know, 17 games and everyone carries its own storyline. So this one's super negative. Last one was super positive. Um, they're going to go play Detroit on a short week. And and I guess that will be to some degree a test for Kevin O'Connell of like, okay, can you get the guys back going right again? But say they win that one, um, that's just going to seem like another, you know, up on a roller coaster again, frankly. Um, it's going to take a lot more to prove that this was just an at the aberration and this wasn't just kind of the norm uh, that we've experienced for so long here. Uh, there's there's a lot of work to be done to change any culture here. And, and you know, we talk about the culture, we talk about the good vibes, and we said that was going to be tested when they lost. Um, and now they've lost and they played terrible. I mean, there's probably some shaking confidence there. There certainly should be. Uh, how do they respond? Not just against Detroit, but moving forward. And how do they maybe show like we can be different than this? We can change our habits enough to where even with the same personnel, we can be more consistent. Like that's where Kevin O'Connell is really going to have to like show that his way of doing things and what he's building here is actually going to lead to change because we obviously don't see the change. Um, not yet. And maybe it'll show it itself, but right now it just kind of feels like those were just a lot of training camp words. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like the quotes are coming out from Kevin O'Connell's press conference. Um, I think he's done. I think Kirk's actually talking right now as we record the, sometimes I think like the leadership of like, this one's a hundred percent on me is a little bit tired and like yeah. annoying. Yep. I, I don't mind it in this scenario. Like team wasn't ready to play. Gave up 24 points in the first half. You as an offensive mind to put up seven points. Sure. Wear this. It's your first loss. Now go fix it. Um, his job starts. His job as an NFL coach has now truly begun because it's all great. You know, it was rainbows and butterflies in, in, in the off season, all the good culture. Then you go out and you put a spanking on, on your biggest rival at home and, and you're the talk of the town. Now things are getting hard. Good coaches can figure out ways to kind of fix this. Um, I'll be interested to see how they respond this week. Like you said, short week, like we've talked about, not a walkover opponent like the Detroit Lions have, have proven to be in the past. I think we're going to learn a lot about Kevin O'Connell in the next couple of days, the next few days. 
excited to kind of follow along and figure that out because, um, you know, it, it's, it's a big week coming up. Uh, each week is its own entity, as Kirk likes to say. Um, but man, you, you better respond. Um, so I'll be, I'll be interested to see kind of have, how Kevin O'Connell handles this and moves forward. All right, we'll talk more about that in Thursday's episode as we preview the Lions game that is now just six days away, probably five days away from when you're listening to this on Tuesday morning. Thanks so much for sticking with us um, after a game that you probably want to forget, reliving it with us here on Inside Purple and Gold. Uh, Follow, like, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you're getting all of the Vikings content that you want um, or maybe even don't want on a night like tonight. Um, Coming into your phone, your podcast platform, listen to every episode. We really appreciate you sticking along for the ride with us, whether this be an up and down roller coaster or maybe something that eventually leads to ascension. Uh, For Dane Mizutani, I'm Jace Frederick. This has been Inside Purple and Gold. Thanks so much for listening. We'll chat with you on Thursday. Goodbye.